Here's the situation, TJ. You're on something called Fast Fives. And on Fast Fives, you get asked about things that you can only have five of for the rest of your life. Uh-oh. So we're going to come back to that at the end with some Fast Fives. All right. Uh, and and uh, we, are, we are doing probably fives. I have something with some fives in it, too, because um, this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And our theme this week is... Laughter House Fives. So during during the course of the week, Rush, when we know we're going to be recording, we might just text each other and say, uh, here's my theme. And for whatever reason, from the beginning, we kind of played on words. And so we have an episode upcoming probably next week that you had texted to me that was uh, a take on a Vonnegut novel. And, um, and then this was mine back where just kind of move the S off the beginning and put it at the end. And so instead of Slaughterhouse Five, it's Laughter House Fives. I will admit that I did not ever think about the fact that if you take the S out of Slaughter, you're at Laughter. I <laughs> probably thought of that before. I had never thought of that. I don't, I don't think I did. I, I was just noodling around on Vonnegut stuff. And I was like, well, that really changes the, uh, the tone uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little scarier. I think laughter house. <laughs> I, I actually, well, even worse, right? maybe I, I was going to save that to the end, but maybe we'll start with this rush. Um, cause I, I thought that the words laughter house would be like, Oh, this is appealing. And then uh, like when I heard it, it was like, no, it makes me feel a little no. creeped out. It's, it feels kind of yeah. creepy. So, um, I, it's the clowns of, yeah. <laughs> uh, of, of word choices, right? Where clowns are supposed to be funny, but they're scary. Yes. And, and I think this one will go pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, I wrote down some, some phrases and here's the situation, Rush. I'm going to give you a couple short phrases and I just want to know if you're more attracted to these phrases or repulsed by these phrases. So where I right. thought I'd be kind of attracted to the idea of a laughter house, I was actually a bit repulsed by it. All same, right. Same here. Here's the first one, Rush. Spooky ice cream shop. Intrigued. Yeah. Intrigued. I think so. Interested. Willing to walk in. Absolutely. How about meandering ship? Ship? Ship, yeah. Meandering ship. Don't like it. Feel no. like I may not ever come back. Okay. Thank you. I, I, I had that same feeling, so I adjusted it to this. What about a meandering canoe? Yeah, more interested. Okay, good. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. sounds like kind of maybe how you want a canoe that day, you know? Yeah, exactly. If yeah. I'm getting on a ship, I feel like I have a destination. I'm not interested. We've talked before. We don't need to bash the cruise industry any harder than we right. already have. But neither you nor I is uh, like a, a likely customer for cruise lines. So if I get a sh- on a ship, I feel like get me. Yeah, there. yeah. If I get in a canoe, I feel like the journey yeah. is the yeah. is is uh, the battle, <laughs> you know, or whatever. The Following the current is something you want to do with it, you know, wherever it takes you. Yeah. How about rush yeah. the forbidden T-shirt drawer? That actually, that actually, I don't like. I okay. thought I was going to like it, and then I didn't. Wow. It was like forbidden. I'm intrigued by that. I like forbidden. Uh-huh. I like t-shirts. The forbidden t-shirts feels to me like the the, the white <laughs> ones that you wore a couple times, and you got like the pit stains and you can't get out. But okay. Like, I still have them because of sentimental value. I, I don't know. That, that, that sounds like shirts that should not be worn. Okay. Well, um, how about this, Rush? The Wonderful Millipede. No, yep. no, thank you. I hear you. No, Mill- Millipede's a bad. I don't. I don't care for them to begin with, and it's a very poor video game. Okay, I didn't yeah. enjoy gotcha, that right. game at all. Um, sealed Fun Vault. Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. I'd love to un- 
unseal that thing. Why is it sealed? Can we please get it unsealed? Maybe, maybe you're in like a time seal. Maybe you're inside. Twenty years. You might be inside it. Oh, I hope not. That wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But I do, th- I do think that like a like a random bag of fun or a sealed fun vault. Those things are I'm interested in. Okay. Yeah. Attracted or repulsed by the idea of the zonky donkey. Oh, I'm attracted. I'm interested in the zonky donkey. Okay. I don't know <laughs> what he's all about. I would, I'm already. I'm, I'm very interested. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that it's not real. <laughs> all right, this last one. You can fill in the blank with whatever you, with, with whatever you want. So it'll be a couple of words and then a blank. The best tourist blank. Oh, uh, the best tourist trap and. Uh, not uh, repulsed okay because i feel like i feel like yeah is there a best tourist something that you would be attracted by or is the best tourist enough to make you feel like you might be repulsed to whatever goes last there i feel like i'm i'm you're selling me too hard okay gotcha like the best tourist this um I don't know. It, I, I, I'm sure you could come up with one. I would want to. I would want to go to. I actually re. I not re list. I listened to one a while ago where you gave me some various uh, tourist destinations, like on a road trip. Oh, road. Yeah, the roadside at, attractions and, I, and stuff. Yeah. And I actually, I, upon re listening, I, I, I think I felt <laughs> bad about not saying that I would stop at more of them. And I probably said I would stop at more of them than I would. I think you were going to stop at like, like a hammer. I think you were going to stop at like a hammer museum or something. Yeah. I was like, I'm not stopping at a damn yeah. hammer museum. <laughs> yeah. You were going to stop at the Museum of Mundane Things, I think you said. Yeah, I I actually remain interested in that one. The hammer museum was, uh, that, that was, was me. You were just being to, nice. I was just like, I, I'm trying to be nice about the situation. I don't know. I, I was, it's rare. Like when I, when I listen to them, I feel like, like, you know, cause I don't remember it. Cause it's like 10 weeks ago, mm-hmm. usually when we listen and most of the time I kind of answer the same, like in my head, I'm like, okay, you know, I, hopefully people that listen to the show, um, kind of answer themselves. Right. I'm and hoping. I would think so. Yeah. And I would think sometimes they're like, Oh, rush. That's a terrible answer. Or TJ. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Good. No. I, Other way I, around. I would hope that they kind of play along at home, and I do when I listen, and I'm I'm usually like a, in agreement with myself, but I was not on those right side attractions. Yeah, I play along with me, and often I'm like, "What the hell was I thinking? What what kind of mood was I in that day? Like, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could stand by that, you know, right. three weeks later. Rush, would you right. be interested in or repulsed by uh, the offer of free screaming? I don't, I, I would turn it down. Okay. What about homemade funk pie with hit or miss ice cream? I'm going to try it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and lastly, random happenings. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm at least intrigued. I don't know if I'm attracted, but I'm at least intrigued. Okay. More than repulsed on that. I want this funk pie with the hit or miss ice cream. What's that? Is that a thing? Is there a place that has funk Funk pie homemade funk pie with hit or miss ice cream i, I don't th- i don't know I, I i think it's tough to market it sounds like it's a tough sell on the funk and then when you when you're claiming that your ice cream is hit or miss to begin with uh, i i don't know i mean you could put any ice cream on it at that point once you've said it's hit or miss ice cream like hey it's olive tapenade ice cream enjoy you know like you you are you are kind of letting yourself uh, yeah. off the hook a little bit yeah well i, I guess I, i'm big on the like 
as you could see from the ones that we just went over, I'm big on over, sorry, under promise, over deliver. Yeah, right. 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 I hate the over promise, <laughs> under deliver. And so when you're like, hey, bet world's greatest this and that, I'm like, uh. But if it's like, hey, we, we're famous for our hit or miss ice cream, I bet it usually hits. <laughs> I think it's why. Multiple times. It's well, why we weren't podcast about, uh, big on. Bogey Haven. Oh, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, in Princeton. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that. And, and Hoagie Haven's slogan back when I was there was Hoagie Haven, one of the better sandwich stores in the New Jersey area. <laughs> I mean, it's the best sandwich store maybe on earth. And it's like they undersold it so hard. And I, I, that was part of the attraction. You can, you know, that's that's like, uh, you know, you, you know, a guy's really good at whatever when he says, yeah, I, you know, I play a little pool. Right. You know, you do exactly. not want to bet with you do not want to put money on that next game. Um, yeah, I think it's why we were saying we most more than likely will not like movies with the uh, with the word wild in it. Like, don't don't tell me. Don't tell me you're wild. Let me let me find that out for myself. Yeah. You know, just say like yeah, sh- show don't tell. Yeah, we're we're, you know, interesting hogs or whatever. Don't don't tell me you're wild to begin with, because I'm my expectation right. now is much too high. Hundred percent would have preferred a movie called Interesting Hogs. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. All right, um, TJ. Yes, sir. Uh, Laughter House Fives. Yes. Uh, made me think of um, places you go to laugh. Okay. Right. And also, five has a connotation in stand-up comedy of the tight five. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So here's the situation. Okay. I'm I'm gonna pretend that you're a stand up comedian. You're not. I don't no. know if you've ever have you ever done any stand up comedy? Nope, never tried. Much too much okay. too uh frightened. And no doubt you've been asked on several have you? occasions to do some stand up, right? Have you, by the way, ever tried that? I know you emceed some things and kinda had to probably tell jokes while you were doing it, but have you ever done stand up? Never. No. Never done any real stand up. I've done kind of fake stand up like hosting stuff like you said yeah where you had to write a bunch of jokes and so it's kind of you know maybe similar but never never um wish i had wish i had tried that well, you know yeah. uh, still probably uh, could back, back in the day like i liked it like peter gross tried it i always thought that was just mm-hmm. kind of open-minded to do that i do too um you know because there's just like I, I don't really get the like improv versus stand up why 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 Need there be a uh, debate? Or Plenty whatever. of room but, for everybody, man. Plenty of room for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, going to stand up, like going to a, a mediocre improv show, is is our is not great, obviously. Yeah. But going to a, a bad stand up show is like truly brutal. Truly, yeah. truly brutal. It makes you. I mean, more often than not, it it makes you so sympathetic and pained for the person doing it um and on the times it doesn't it's even worse because that means they're a real asshole and you're like like now you're go ahead and freaking fail like they must have really done something to tick you off if you feel that way about it you know but i'm sorry i I interrupted you i uh i am you're gonna pretend i'm a stand-up yeah okay so so uh and what what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you a, a bunch of categories and I just want you to give me what would be what you would pick out of that category if you had to sit down. I'm not going to make you do this. Okay. But if you had to sit down and write a tight five. Gotcha. And I'm going to give you like, I don't know, eight to ten categories. 
and just kind of what would jump out if you were thinking about, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and, and write something up. And then, and then at the end, I'm going to ask you whether, why you kind of think those things came to your mind or, or, or it'll just be like, no, that was just random. That's just thoughts I had, but maybe, maybe it'll suggest. Okay. So why you find things interesting. I'm kind of looking funny. for my way, my way in to these things is, you know, my way into each topic or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, um, so the, the, the first one is an historical figure. So you gotta, you gotta get a five minute routine where you're going to do some jokes, uh, or stories or however your standup's going to work out about an historical figure, which one jumps to mind that you might, you might try to do a little standup about. I, I think I said this one time as a joke to someone and I kind of liked it, but I don't know why. I think it was, I think it was had something to do with like, no, I, you know, I don't like crowds man that that somehow i was related to Anne frank and all like all of my relatives feel most at home in tiny little cramped tiny little cramped spaces so i think it would be something like that i i think i like the idea of trying to turn like a very dark thing into maybe something that is okay to laugh at and also to take an angle on it that is you know um more about like tiny house living that as right. a descendant of Anne Frank, I'm already so ready for tiny houses. Tiny houses are too big. I, I find, right. mo- you know, I, they, they, the, 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 the size spooks me of a tiny house. So I have to get like, I'm, I'm tiny, tinying my houses now. I like it. So you're going to take your own kind of some part of your own anxieties and so forth and then tie it to a, a very terrible, dark topic yes. that, you know, to bring out something interesting and new. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'll try. Uh, all right. Next up is uh, an old film, uh, and by old film, I just mean any film that's uh, let's call it uh, two thousand or before. So th- this is how I would get into it. I would take a like a movie that's really well known. So something like Casablanca or you know Jaws, E.T., whatever. Something that like just about everyone's seen, and just and say like. So I rewatched Casablanca last week. And the one scene that I find like really put me off and then just start making, you know, make up something that didn't happen is like, why did they show Rick, you know, like Casablanca Rick doing laundry for so long? Like the it seems like they could have like shortened at least the dryer cycle because like nothing's happening. That's just him sitting there smoking. You know, right. like, so it would be something like that of like, and, and you know, it's like the, not the kind of thing you see in the first viewing, but you really have to pay attention. You know, you can't get up, make a sandwich, whatever. You got to watch it. And it just, it turned me off, like something like that. I like it. Okay. Doing something absurdist yep. uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, good. I would do, so I like it because yeah, it's just, this is what's interesting to me about it, right? It's it, just thinking in a very different way because I would probably... My, my natural instinct would be to pick some like very well-known movie mm-hmm. and and take some like absurdities about it some like foibles with it and, mm-hmm. and heighten that gotcha you know, and play around like like Seinfeld-esque uh, you know type of uh, deconstruct the absurdity of, of the birds some that, or that, something like that or I'm sorry like the like the birds or something <laughs> yeah I mean it would probably be like more fun to me to take a movie that, that, that obviously is absurd. Right. So like, uh, 
uh, you know, Star Wars or something. Okay. And, and then and then really treat it like realistically. Yeah. And like you know, do do the kind of attack. I mean, I know Star Wars. That's probably overdone massively, but that would be the that would be caliber the approach. of you gotcha. know, like Indiana Jones. You know, I, I I like I could do. I could see me coming up with five minutes about like why why the choice of the carpenter's cup was like uh-huh. you know uh like he made the wrong choice and got lucky right you know, that, that sort of thing and my thing would be like in the middle of indiana jones to show him come all the way back to america buy a vineyard you know like bottle <laughs> the first season of wine and then set fire to his own like wine storage yeah. Just to get back on a plane to go red dot, 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 all the way back to Cairo. It seemed like, you know, like why just because they shot it, it seemed like they had to they, you know, shoved it into the movie when it more than anything took me out of the narrative, you know, something like that. That was frustrating. And and you know what I really found frustrating was in Indiana Jones 3 when like he watches the entirety of indiana jones 2 so really? you've just seen yes. the whole movie like he goes and he watches a movie right. about himself i was like this this is i mean i i'm all for breaking the fourth wall but that was too much it was like indiana jones science theater 3000 you know it was it yeah. was yeah it was yeah. and the running time and if they do that oh, for gosh. indiana jones 4 we're gonna have to watch <laughs> we got a russian nesting doll situation right and that they, and the, for the part that he got up to go to the bathroom, because he's Indiana Jones, they re-showed that part. So we had to watch that part twice because right. we didn't go to the bathroom. It's yeah, it was right. it was un, uncalled for. Yeah, and I went to the bathroom during that, which <laughs> drew my equilibrium <laughs> off totally. That was crazy. All right, uh, next up is a uh, one one of your pet peeves. So, what, which one of your pet peeves, and how would you approach it? Um, whatever it is, it would it would start with like. And I think in all of these where, and maybe I'll, well, maybe I'll say this to the end if we do look for a commonality. Um, I think whatever my pet peeve is, it would start with like, here's what kind of jerk I am. I'm, you know, like I, I got out of the car to yell at a guy who passed me on the right at the stop sign when the right lane is supposed to take a right. And so like, I'm already lurching forward at the red light to make sure this guy doesn't get in front of me and he still gets in front of me because I have a shit car. So I get out and start screaming at his, you know, like make fun of his Grateful Dead bumper sticker for whatever reason. Um, so it'd be like that kind of like, I'm, I'm calling someone else a, a jerk, but first of all, I'm calling myself out for being, for being the jerk, for getting this worked up about, whatever it is right. that bothers me you know yeah yeah i like that so be self-deprecating like have it work in that way as opposed to again going to seinfeld maybe i'll i'll try not to keep going to seinfeld <laughs> but like that's he has the exact opposite right where it, seinfeld's always like look at all these crazy people around me right i'm the guy that's got it all together even though i've got a mullet and i don't wear a belt and i've got like jeans and a white t-shirt and a turtleneck <laughs> you know, but i'm still like the coolest guy somehow so yeah i mean he started like dressing that. like Steve Jobs did when Steve Jobs did like the speeches in front of everybody. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, no belt, mullet, and, and making fun of, you know, people for having like man hands and stuff. And it's like, you, you have a mullet. Right. Like, With, <laughs> turtleneck jeans, no belt. It's, it's how like Tom Crean relaxes at home, you know? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> All right. Uh, Next up is a non-mainstream sporting contest. Okay. So not out of the big four, not college football, college basketball. So something that you'd spend five minutes doing bits about um, some other sporting contest. 
what are you picking? Why? It would, it would be like a strongman thing of the Highland Games, and I would start with kind of oh. like. So everyone's familiar with Thorsten von Strongman, right? Like everyone knows <laughs> just hands. Let me see hands. Okay. A lot of shy people. Guess you don't want to admit it. But so um, can we talk about the caber toss? Because did, did everyone else freak out? I've, I won 280 bucks. So I'm obviously I'm, but it, it'll be like that where like to treat it as though it's way more mainstream than it is that I just want to like sit around the bar talking with my buddies about, about the hay bale toss, you know, and, and stuff like that or, yeah. or, you know, or whatever, or the tumble, the thing where they throw themselves down the hill to see if they can get down faster than the wheel of cheese. Have you ever seen that thing? I love it. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so like stuff like that, but to talk about it, like everyone is like, like you would about the NCAAs or like you would about the Super Bowl or, or, or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and love, uh... despite the fact that no one knows, no recognition, just keep on pushing. Like people are, why are you guys so shy about not the Highland games guys? We can talk about it here. It's okay. You know, like that kind of I stuff. I can see that uh, being a good bit with like uh, like a guy who's who comes in on Sports Center, like with his like, <laughs> and he's just, he's just covering that, and they're like, "What? Why? What? Nobody, nobody knows what he's talking about," and just like, but you treat it exactly like a mainstream right. sport, just to kind of. So you're partly making fun of how absurd it is. Yeah, like, the rest of you guys, guys can't see him, but this of. this guy down front's wearing his kilt, and he's acting like he doesn't know what the Highland Games are. You know, like, good gravy, man. It's all right, Ian, or whatever, you know? Um, so I think that'd be my take. Monday morning, caber talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, next one is, uh, I'm actually going to skip this one because it's similar to what you already did. Okay. So now let's do um, one of the last 10 things you ordered online. What's that going to be? And what's, what's the bit? So this would probably, I guess this would be sort of my, my current events part about it because it's been, the last 10 things have all been ordered basically because of, of coronavirus. So it would be like the, um, basically how I go about those, those, um, video games where I'll order something, not necessarily have done research and be like, Oh, this would be great. I play it for about 20 minutes. Like this fucking sucks. I'm never going to play this again. And, and it'll be like eight of the last 10 orders were all those seven of which I'm just going to give to Shad Kunkel because you know, like yeah. he'll play them all. Um, so I think it'll probably be about that, about maybe like, uh, you know, a lot of times in a set, there's just a little tinge of seriousness of it, of like, I can't go outside. So I'm, I'm forced to go like, inside some some other world and i'm even discontent with that world you know like uh, why you know why why is this happening this world? why can't i shoot all the bullets at one time you know like um so it'll probably be that kind of that kind of thing got it good um and uh let's end on a food or beverage any food or beverage what's your what's your approach i would probably go into how and and i think i would reference you in this how into the most boring, maybe the most boring substance you can kind of take into your body we have gotten with club soda that we could go on a 40-page dissertation across 80 different brands of clear liquid with bubbles that says it's flavored, but it's really actually scented more than it is flavored. Um, and that, um, you know, maybe... Maybe play off like trying to speak of its complexities as though how people talk about wine or, you know, that like the legs and the nose and like what a finish on this and, you know, that kind of thing. And then I would 
boomerang all the way back to like it makes me think of indiana jones and him burning down his vineyard uh, you know like nice. and then we get nice. and then we get out then we'd be out that's I a that's a that's a tight five indeed all I got to do is yeah. type this up. I got a routine already, man. I just needed the uh, I needed the push. I think you. I mean, look, I, uh, <laughs> that that was you did totally kind of different than than, than I thought, which it, it, way better. Like I, uh, you know, I, I I felt like you might just say, "Oh, uh, I guess it would be like a video game." That's what I just ordered. But instead, you were very thoughtful about how you would approach it. I don't know. I think it, it, it's uh, <laughs> the world's lost. Yeah, right. We're interested in. Uh, Oh, that, and what I was medium. gonna say, like, is I thought you, 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 maybe also was like, well, let's see if there's a commonality to how you uh, approach approach right. these things. Is that I definitely do not want to be just like the guy who complains. I don't want to like build a set or my like um, routine persona or you know my my stand up persona on kind of like what Lewis Black is or you know where it's like, do you believe this? And and this and like and how this is terrible and this is and how I I'm smarter than than these guys running the government or I've got my shit together better than, you know, these people. I don't I, I'd rather take myself down a couple of pegs yeah. or go to something absurd, you know, so that you you almost like aren't accounted uh, accountable for facts because you're making up ridiculousness. So you, you're just free to like pick right. any detail or object or fact in the world and put it in there um, as opposed to having to be like, you know, um, uh, accurate with your information, I guess, in a way. So. Yeah. And all of it, it was uh, clear. You, you didn't want to, um, you kind of wanted to go out of your way, not to harm anything real, <laughs> <Right>. but also <laughs> take some issues. I mean, Maybe it was only one, but like the Anne Frank thing too, where it's like take something that, uh, you know, is is a very difficult, mm-hmm. terrible situation, and and use and come at it from like a little bit of a different light. A way too. to light, so, it, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, interesting. Rush. I think I would Ooh, be. Sorry. I think my style of stand up would be very like. Um, I, I would just try to like take stuff that I find goofy and, and heighten, heighten it, you know, very aggressively. Um, and I, I, the one thing I did, I took like some storytelling classes and worked with, um, some like storytelling shows and one man shows. And I wrote like a one man show. Uh, and I had this thing I did that I liked that I never really, I was like workshopped it a little bit. I was doing it right before I went to law school. So it was, it was like my next project. And, and it was very, it was really high concept. It was like uh, 10 kind of characters who, who had like a loose shell of uh, a five minute monologue, right? Maybe three to five minute monologue. And you would randomly draw three of them to go that, that night. Oh wow! And then there would be a, and then there would be a topic that they would have to somehow uh, integrate. And so Act One was each of them doing like a seventy-five percent written, pre-written, you know, monologue to I- introduce the character, and you would start to sprinkle in a little bit of what had come up. Uh, and then because those three theoretically had probably never been a combination before, uh-huh. they would they would start to um, create interactions and callbacks and interconnections between them. And then the subject, uh, the topic would help, you know, uh, 
create a through line as well. And, and their stories would start to uh, come together in, in act two, where you would follow up with like um, three, three to five more monologues. And so the whole thing would be like, you know, an, an hour and like, you wouldn't necessarily need more than like a five minute break, but I did, I did leave myself that little parachute of it. Like, okay, I got to think a little bit about how to justify putting all this together, but, but they were all like, and, and the, um, the, the, the like working title was like musings of crazy men or something like that. And it was all like, it was like a ship captain who was like done with it. Like a really bad defense lawyer and stuff like that. Very cool, man. Well, like, you know, you're a young man. There's, you're, you're talking about stand-up and, you know, maybe this one-man show. This might not be entirely behind you, buddy. This this might well, lay in uh, front of you. Let's, let's hope for everybody's <laughs> sake that it is. Well, Rush, um, we've discussed before um, if um, conflict was a necessary element to a deep and meaningful relationship. So here's the situation, Rush. Is laughter or some common sense of humor a necessary element to a deep and meaningful relationship? Um, is it different if you're thinking of it as a uh, relationship with a family member as opposed to a friend? Um, and also, is there one other quality that can more easily create a friendship than the ability to like laugh or joke together? You can take those in any any order and any weight you want. To. I find it very important. I don't think it's... Re- requisite okay i have friendships more of my friendships are created via shared laughter historically than anything else and it's not even well it's not particularly close i that maybe that's unfair most of my friendships are are created via um proximity right like uh i go to uh a school, I become friends with the people at that school, right? right. Not with people at the, the school five miles away that, that are funnier, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm friends on proximity first and foremost. I'm friends with people that are, in, are engaged in the social activities that I am. I The people that I met through college, law school, work, you know, et cetera. But within that, within those confines, then maybe the next most likely uh, indicator of whether I'm going to get along with somebody is whether like I find them funny or they find me funny or I, I will admit, and this is like an ego thing, I suppose, but I, I'm okay. If, if the person's just like a really good laugher has a good sense of humor and, you know, doesn't need to be kind of, um, it doesn't need to be a 50, 50 exchange right. of who's funnier or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like I, I got along, I mean, in my, in my freshman year, um, room at Princeton, I felt like I really enjoyed that group of eight guys. Uh, at least one of them was very, very funny person, but all of them, you know, pretty much all of them, probably all of them had, yeah, they all did. I had, had really good senses of humor and Mm -hmm. it just made for like a nice dynamic even though I was kind of an asshole in certain ways and I think kind of fun in other ways at that point in time. But, uh, but like, so maybe the most important, well, not maybe, I mean, the most important relationships in my life are my mom and my dad. Do they make you laugh? Uh, well, I think I have more of a, uh, there's more comedy in my relationship with my mom. Okay. 
than, than with my dad. It's never really my, my, my dad, it's always been much more serious. Um, and so when I was growing up, he was like, I mean, he was, he was nothing but an authority figure. Right. And then over time that, that became not just a father son relationship, but, but a, a very close friendship, you, you know, to, to this day. But like, I mean, I'm not saying he's not funny. Uh, I'm not saying he doesn't find me funny, but it's it's not like we get together and, you know, shoot texts to each other being like, hey, I remember this thing. Wasn't that hilarious? You know, or this or that. Instead, we just can talk about kind of anything and everything um, thoughtfully. Right. Yeah. And and so, I, you know, I would say, no, it doesn't it doesn't have to be. Um, but, you know, it's certainly a phenomenal like lubricant for meeting somebody and becoming close with them. I mean, you know, my best friends in law school, um, yeah, there were like probably three guys that I ended up closest with from my, uh, my, my like section. And probably the guy was the guy that I lived with while there was maybe closest with was I thought was hilarious. And, and I think that kind of, that, that made it, you know, easy to, to really get along. But then like, uh, my, my friend, my friend Dusty, you know, no offense to Dusty. I don't think he would say that he's like, you know, particularly funny, but he's like, he's a great guy to have around. Like he loves, you know, he's, he, he likes to laugh. He likes to engage, you know, and he's fun. As he is right. So I don't know. That's, that's a long winded answer. I don't know if I answered a single one of your questions, but yeah, you, you answer them all and and okay. to my and to my satisfaction all right <laughs> uh okay so tj uh here's the situation <laughs> i bet i can make you say no okay fair enough all right your game all right <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, this is one, you know, I don't know if you know this one, but anyway, um, you're on a road trip. Okay. Okay. And you're, uh, you're driving along and, um, it's, it's getting a little late in the day and you're a little bit tired and you're on like a four or five day road trip across the country. And, um, you decide, you know, this is enough for the day. I'm going to take a break and, uh, no. I'm going to find a, find a place to stay. No, I'm going to keep on going. Oh, well, now you, I win. Okay. I win. You said no. <laughs> All right. So please don't say no. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Sorry. So if I, but I'll try to get you to say it and I probably won't be able to, but, uh, that was your one, that was your one warning. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you're, you're, you're pulling off the, uh, the exit and it's, it's only about seven o'clock at night and you're not ready to go to bed. You're looking for kind of something to do and you come along to a place and this is what made me think of this story that I've, I've told a few times, but not to you. Um, I don't think, uh, mm. and, and that's that, uh, the comedy club, the laughter house, maybe think of this. So you pull off and there's a, there's a comedy club, uh, there's a grocery store and there's an auto dealership. Uh, which of those do you go to, to try to kill some time? Comedy Gro- club, uh, grocery store or auto dealership? Grocery store. All right. Uh, so you head into the grocery store and it's one of these places like a whole foods, where it's got uh, a really nice uh, like counter area and you can get like, you can get a sandwich, you can get Asian food or you can get, uh, or you can get uh, like an Italian, a pasta, build your own pasta dish. Which one do you get? Sandwich. 
All right, so you go up and you can get either a turkey club, you can get a banh mi, or you can get uh, an Italian uh, sandwich. Which do you get? Mm, turkey club. Okay. So uh, with the turkey club, uh, they give you the turkey club, and it comes with uh, you get a, a sandwich and chips, and they give you uh, two free tickets, although you only need one for the because it's a promotion for the comedy club uh, across the street. And uh, it's good for uh, either show that evening. So you, you, you hammer down your sandwich. And I head right and, to the auto dealership. Okay. You want to go? I was about to say, you want to go to the auto dealership or the, or the comedy club? <laughs> I don't want to go to the comedy club. I, uh, uh, I go to the auto dealership. <laughs> okay. You go to the auto dealership. Uh, unfortunately, it's closed. Oh, but, uh, okay. I'll still wander around. Ten, but you find a $10 bill on the ground. Ooh. And... Uh, as you're walking by there, you notice that there's, um, you, you know, you see the comedy club, you look down at your tickets and you decide, Hey, I've got to, I've got to go in and see when, and there's uh, it's an improv theater and there's two shows you can go to. You can either go to the improv dynamos mm. or you can go to a show called an evening with the Leslie's, which do you go to an evening with the Leslie's. All right. Uh, so you go in, you give your ticket. Uh, it comes with, uh, it comes with food, which is a little frustrating because you've already had your uh, turkey club sandwich. But they take you into uh, one of the two theaters there, Evening with the Leslie's. It's only about 45 people can fit in there, but it's darn near packed. And there's two seats. Uh, there's one really up near the front, and there's one that's like basically an obstructed view seat in the back. Uh, which one do you take, up Obst near the front or obstructed? Obstructed view, way in the back. Okay. Uh, so you're back there. It's, the show is, is started up. You're not loving it, but you're not quite willing to leave. Um, and all of a sudden, they, they ask for a volunteer from the audience, and you have no interest in volunteering, but a drunken lady next to you keeps pointing at you and volunteering. Kind of you and the people on the stage get confused, and they end up taking both you and the lady uh, up there as volunteers. And then as they get up, uh, one of the guys whispers to you, uh, do you want to go first or second? You choose to go first or second for this. Uh, uh, let's get it over with, man. Let's go first. Okay. Uh, so you say first, and as you start uh, to go, the lady is just very loud and drunken, and so they're coming over to her, and, and so basically she kind of takes over, and you, you recede for a moment, and they start to embarrass her, quiet her down, and, and then they turn to you, and they will let you go first. And, uh, and they, they ask you to tell them about your day. And so do you tell them about that your actual day or do you make something up entirely or do you do something kind of in between? Oh, totally actual. Everything accurate, totally actual. Have, have I done this with you before? No. Yes! <laughs> you say no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> very, very nice, Rush. And, and I can see your face, which helped... Which helped to sell it, but that you really oh, did good. look, you really did look like you had just remembered that we did do this and we certainly had not done that. And you yeah, set it yeah. up nicely with like, which I don't think I've ever done this with you. I don't think. Oh yeah. That was nice. Very nice. Congratulations. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Situation accomplished. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it feels weird to just move on to another. Here's, here's the situation. I feel like I, I should just sit here and, and, be gotten for a while, you know, like just <laughs> sitting my gottenness yeah. on this. Yeah, let's get you out of that, that terrible uh, thing there with the, uh, <laughs> the laughter house or whatever.
All right, Rush. Uh, Laughter House. Here's the situation. Dead Rush Howell is celebrating his one-year anniversary in heaven, 51 years from now. You and some other buddies, we won't name, we don't, won't name who, we won't uh, kill anyone else even in the next 50 years, you're all heading out to the Laughter House to see a night of five comedians. The first four will do 15-minute sets. The last one will do 45 minutes to an hour. Who's on the bill for Rush Howell's one-year heaven anniversary? You can have any in 50 years dead, dead, you know, realistically dead people to uh, to play to play the show. Four 15-minute sets and a closer who does 45 to an hour. Got it. So I need dead comedians. Yep. Uh, and but it's I can 2070, they- so yeah, you can assume. Yep. So anybody kind of over fifty now, or whatever. sure, even over, yeah, even in the yeah forty, forty, you know, like I mean, I imagine people will live long, but if you want to kill them off at eighty nine, that's fine if they're ninety years old and playing your show. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. interesting. All right, we're gonna kick it off with, oh, you know, I, 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 what's really frustrating is like Bill Cosby would have been in this, but sure. Bill Cosby, Sure as shit ain't gonna be in heaven. No, nope, won't uh, be there. Won't be. So won't be on the list of possibles. <laughs> no, no. So I think um, gonna start with Richard Pryor. Okay, nice. That's the first fifty. Coming out of the box hot with some Pryor. That that sets yeah. the tone for the evening right there. Yeah. Um. I I'm gonna follow that up with. Um, I, I know who I know. I know my forty-five minute, and I know my my fifteen minute. Um, oh, you know what? We're gonna go second is gonna be th- well, no third is gonna be Stephen Wright. Okay, there you go. That's He's a gonna come in and pace changer some, right there. Some quick, some quick bits mm-hmm. right after. It, so that's gonna be a little like uh, you know sorbet change of pace in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorbet in the middle. <clears throat> Um, fourth is going to be Norm Macdonald, and he's going to—he's only allowed—he's going to do one joke. Okay, he gets I hear 15, you. He does fifteen minutes, and I want him to do one of those like insane Norm Macdonald. Like you're going to rush you know, him. You're going to rush him through those fifteen minutes if he's only right. if he's <laughs> right. I'm going to love that. I'm going to love yeah. that. If, if 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 I could, I'd have him second and fourth. So two different jokes. He, but, he uh, finally says, "What what 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 are you doing in here? It's uh, I I'm a podiatrist." Yeah, 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 yeah. Your light was on. Yeah, he'll do that. 15 That'll 15 happen minute, right at yeah. Fifteen-minute build-up <laughs> to get to it. Um, <clears throat> I think second. Uh, give me like I don't know, Andy Daly. Okay. Second. Great. And then um, I don't know though. I uh, then you just have your closer left, right? You just have your your long set left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure on the Andy Daly, but my closer is Eddie Murphy. Okay. So yeah. Eddie Murphy going to do the last 45 minutes. I might have T.J. Jagodowski do the, uh, <laughs> nice, the second nice. 15. The second 15. That's, I'm going to change my answer, so it's going to go Damn. Richard Pryor, Jagodowski. I want the Indiana Jones oh. uh, vineyard bit. And then uh, and then we're doing Stephen Wright uh, with like – I just I like the juxtaposition of Stephen Wright's going to give me 30 jokes in 15 minutes, yep. and then Norm MacDonald's going to give me one. One, yeah. Hey Rush, I mean, this is really the first time I'm performing live and I'm following Richard Pryor. 
Yeah. That's well, tough. I, that that's not heaven, man. That's maybe I'm in hell and I end up on this <laughs> bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that easy. I think not I, an easy follow. I think if I did mine, I think Chris Rock opens and Chappelle closes probably, and then in the middle I'm not sure. Yeah, but you know, if I was thinking about this myself, it's like I've never seen I've never seen any Lenny Bruce ever. I have no idea. But you know, like everyone talks about him. Maybe I'd throw him up there for 15 minutes. It's like, yeah, if I like it, I like it. If I don't, it's over. It's over pretty I quick. I watched like an hour and I, I didn't get it. Didn't okay. I mean, everybody talks about it, but that, that's not for me. Um, I wouldn't want I him dead remember. yet. But Julio Torres, I believe Julio Torres is his name. He did like. Um, my favorite shapes are my most interesting. The most my most interesting shapes. It, it was he writes. I think he writes for SNL now. Um, but he's a young kid, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to kill him off in just fifty years. Right. But it was funny and interesting. I'll take that now too. Like uh, I, uh, funny is great. You know, funny's the point. But also, if you just like interest the hell out of me, I'll take that. I'll take that too. Joe Para, he interests the hell out of me when he when he talks. Like yeah. Yeah, I mean John Mulaney would would get the the closing spot for me, but I didn't want to kill him. Yeah, so, I hear you. I hear you. But uh, yeah, the, he, he's the only guy right now that I'll I'll pay money to go check out know, to go see, yeah. go see. I should do it more. I mean, I, but I just for, for most people, it's like give me the five minutes on YouTube. That's that's enough. Right. But uh, right. All right. Good. Good. All right. Uh, TJ. Yes, buddy. Here's the situ- here's the situation. Okay. Uh, you're brought on an interview TV show called Laughter House, mm. and it's built on the old cliche that, like, you know, uh, nothing warms a family's heart more than a good laugh, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, or, like, the kind of, like, the, the kind of whole, like, family circus vibe of, like, hey, you know, this a family needs to have, like, everyone around and sharing experiences and laughing together and so forth. And, and what they do is they bring on folks who have uh, had a career in comedy. And they say, uh, I'd like you to tell me just a, a good story from your family's house growing up that made you laugh back then or thinking about it makes you uh, uh, laugh about it now. And, uh, you know, it's a little unfair because normally they would have given you a week to prepare here. You've got uh, about eight seconds. But uh, hmm. they just want one story from from your time as a child, any anytime up to 18. But uh, once you left for Syracuse, it's it's off the uh uh, it's outside outside the uh, the rules to uh, bring that up. Right. So, some some good memory from growing up. Well, this is the first thing that that came to mind. It doesn't have really a beginning, a middle, or an end, but I my mom talks about it quite a bit. Um, our next door neighbor was named Ned O'Neill. He had the the paper route, and Ned, I, I would I would go out with Ned to help him like deliver the papers and I he allowed me to go on collection day and the kind of the agreement was that I would do like the scary houses or the weird houses and okay. I'd get to keep the tip from them for that day and so he didn't have to go in there so like there was like a lady we called the walker who no one knew if she could talk you just saw her walking around all the time and I knocked on her door one time and holy shit I think she was nude if not she was in like 
just underwear and and and, and I kind of like knocked on the door. I thought I heard she come was in. Ghost form. Oh God! It was like if she wasn't nude, then her underwear was the exact same color as her. So oh, like, God, I but um, I thought I knocked on the door. The money wasn't laid out under the brick on the shelf. So I thought I heard come in. I kind of like pushed the door open, and she started charging at me like you know like a like a rhino who saw a fire and i swear to god rush as i picture it i threw the newspaper kind of like in and at her and then she (laughs) like blasted through you know all this paper just like scattering the paper to either side um and i and so and i came running downstairs well ned was kind of like a chattery old lady from the moment he was nine you know and so he would come over. My mom, my mom, you know, would take would would talk to anyone. Just wanted like you know conversational company. Well, you know, maybe she had worn us out, or you know, I was too young. But Ned would come over, and at nine, ten, eleven years old, sit down at the table halfway through his paper route, and just like, oh Christ, Mo, you wouldn't believe it. Let me tell you now, my mom you know, like, and whatever. So she buys these hush puppies. They're awful, 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 mom. And um, we would start getting phone calls at our house, you know, like, where the F is our paper? It was, you know, six at night, and Ned was still just sitting there holding court with my mom, fourth glass of lemonade or iced tea or whatever, with, you know, like a wagon outside, you know, with 30 papers still on it. And so, you know... Summertime, just finishing by the time the light's going down because he just like could not stop gabbing with with my mom, like kind of as equals, kind of both as like 40 year old ladies, you know, like it was and that was Ned. Well, when your dad's Al Bundy, you got that Al Bundy money, you know, uh, you're going to want convention. You sure are. You sure are. All right, Rush. Um, oh, so here's the situation, Rush, and I think this is my last one, right, before we go okay. to the top. Yep. Here's the situation. I put together a few groupings of five things that I'd like you to rank by the criteria I name. Easy enough? Great. All right. Yes. Rush, rank these by just your personal affinity to them. Ready? Yep. Thumb, index, middle, ring, and pinky. Uh, Pinky's last. Okay. Um, ring finger. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, pinky last. Ring finger next to last. Bird. Bird finger in the middle. Uh, thumb uh, number two. Index finger number. Oh, okay. Four. So just flip flop those. Just flip flop the top two. Yeah. Okay. Rush rank these by usefulness. In your home. Ready? Yep. Can opener. Candle. Shoe polish. A magazine as a uh, a bug killing tool. And a stapler. Okay. Um, the only one of those that I've ever used is a stapler. Oh. <laughs> um. You've never, wait, you've never lit a candle? You've never I mean, lit in my, in my home. Yes. Like no, not never once. Wow, or a can opener. I've You've never it. opened a can in your in your home. Nope, never one time. Okay, so I did I kind have. of pick these fairly well because I thought like I've been over to Russia's a bunch. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen any of these things, and I consider these to be fairly common like 
household items. I've also never seen a bug in your in your place either. Wow. Have I ever opened cans? Absolutely. Many, many, many times. We had dogs growing up. I don't have a dog. I would like to have a dog, but I don't. Uh, And if I had a dog, I'd get a can opener to open up some dog food. But I don't. I'm just saying, in my home, I don't. I don't believe I own a can opener. So in the last however many years, you have not bought a, a single canned food. Never one. Wow. Wow. Okay. Great. Okay. That makes me happy. Okay. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Can, candle. I I would I would say I've probably lit some candles in my own home probably at some point, but I, I couldn't tell you when. And I certainly don't have any candles. I don't have any matches in in my home. I don't I don't believe. Maybe I have matches just by accident, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have a candle. I, maybe I have a candle as like a gift or like a you know came in a a bag of stuff that uh-huh. normal people use. And I'm like, uh, well, I got this bag of stuff cause it has like a, <laughs> a phone charger in it, but it also had a candle by, by mistake. So, uh, I should probably get into candles because like my bathroom doesn't smell great because I, you know, that's where I put my clothes after I work out before they get into the washer. Um, shoe polish. I have from time to time owned shoe polish and utilized shoe polish to polish my shoes. However, I currently don't own any shoe polish, as I found uh, to be the case um, about two weeks ago when I was like, oh, "Oh, man, these shoes are in pretty bad shape. I was clearing out um, some shoes and stuff, and I was like, oh, I'll polish these up and see, and and I didn't have polish. And then I realized I probably had to have – it's like the old thing. It's like, that lady – that house has been (laughs) empty for 20 years. You know, like I don't think I've probably had shoe polish for five years. Uh, Magazines, I have them. I, I guess like so. I'm gonna put that number two magazines. I might use that from time to time, and then stapler I use all the time. Okay, great, great. All right. Um, your interest in watching uh, these movies? Cool. Okay. One to five. The Fifth Element. Five easy okay. pieces. Okay. Nine to five. Fast Five. And Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> okay. Is that the fifth it Jurassic is. World? Yeah. All right, that's last place. Okay. I, I thought I thought the the first Chris Pratt Jurassic World movie was absolute garbage. Okay. Like absolute Is that the one with Blue movie. or whatever? Blue the Raptor or or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue Blue's yeah. the Raptor and uh the Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. And uh no, no, thank you. And you'd have to pay me to watch uh, the second Jurassic, or whatever the fifth one is. Um, uh, fifth Element and Nine to Five. I've seen both of them. I don't, I don't need to see either again. Okay. So I'll put them. I'll put them fourth. Uh, whatever. Fifth Element will be third, and Nine to Five will be fourth. Okay. Uh, um, five Easy Pieces. I haven't seen it. I probably should. It's pretty famous movie so uh, i'm gonna rank that number one okay and good. then and then fast five i don't know whether i've seen it or not because i've seen probably seven of those <laughs> fast and furious movies including i went to a drive-in double feature Ooh. when the first when the first one came out and i saw coyote ugly and uh fast and furious wow back wow colorado in colorado with my buddy andy parker um who uh as as great a vacation place as I've ever been is his parents own like a 
basically like a top of a mountain in Colorado. Oh, you Lord. go up there and it's just phenomenal. I mean, you, it's incredible, incredible place. Never seen a single uh, second of any Fast and Furious movie ever. Never seen a single second of, of any of them. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Like JPC and Adel, like love those things for some reason. And, and it's just driving, just driving real fast in a bunch of different uh, places and stuff. Or is there other stuff going on or? They get they they've 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 really morphed over okay. time. Like they started like a little absurd, and they've become like caricatures of themselves. Okay. So they're now they're now more like GI Joe. Okay, type, gotcha. Uh, and so they they just they top the stunts they had before, and they've had a bunch of successful characters, and they can't get rid of any of them. So the movies just bloat, you know, and they okay. now have all these characters, and then like Dwayne. The Rock Johnson and, and uh, Jason oh right, Stig, like a little like spinoff kind of thing, like a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff yeah, thing, Shaw's or like an offshoot of oh, okay. because those characters were very popular. I enjoy these movies. They are they're the the newer ones. You're not sure if you're well. I should say this: the oldest ones. You're not sure whether to you know to laugh or cry because they're <laughs> taking themselves too seriously. Okay. Because they're like they're they're dramas, but back then there's a little bit more movie to it, right? And it's like, yeah, there's a tough, there's there's a kind of turf war, and they're fighting over this girl, or they're fighting over this, and then they always decide it by cards, right? So it's always like, all right, uh, you know, one of us is gonna you know get the thirty million dollars. Well, there's only one way, you know, and then a drag race. So, uh, but but the the more recent ones are more just like. They're the new Michael Bay. You know, they're the the most spectacle of the most spectacular of the spectacle. Okay. So anyway, I, I don't hate them, I, and I w- I would watch in, any of these fast and whatever movies. I, I I could easily watch them again. So I'll put that number two. All right. Here's the last one, Rush, and this is the one I was most most intrigued by. So um, most to least that you would like to hear walking at night in the woods by yourself. Okay. Most okay. to last. Ready. Five guns cocking, five wolves howling, five children singing, five low whisperers, five chainsaws starting. Have I told you the uh, chainsaw story from uh, my camp? No. So uh, I went to I went to this camp called Deerwood, which I guess I can say whatever I want about now because it's been closed down for a long time. So Deerwood was um, you talk about hit or miss ice cream. Like Deerwood was, <laughs> the, 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 I've never been in a place like it. Like the positives were so positive and the negatives were so horrible. And the they called it its motto was a real boys camp. Emphasis huh. on re- real. Like, so it was like, like you had all been been originally created from wood and now had uh, gotten your... No, no, so not like <laughs> Pinocchio. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the guy that ran the camp, his like, central thesis was like, everyone's become a pussy. Okay. And we're soft and it's pathetic and we need a camp that toughens you up. We need right? a camp that uses live ammo. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> so, so they had... They had gun day. Oh no! And and during gun day, um, I was like, "Where did you get, where do you guys get all these guns?" And they're like, "What do you mean? This is his private collection." I shot a 
44 Magnum. <laughs> it nearly, nearly knocked me over. I was 12 years old. Shot a 44 Magnum. You know, you're like, they're like, pick whatever you want. I shot an elephant gun, like a 30 out six. I shot um, all these guns, and uh, and then and then they had this stuff. I mean, it was incredibly fun when you were 12. Like, like you were, if you were willing to shave your head, which I was not. You could you could be called what was called a grunt, and you were given a rubber band gun. It hurt like hell if you got shot with one of these things. And you were allowed during certain hours of the day to just chase people and shoot them with those things as part of like, and you'd earn points for that. And you, you ever played, you know, capture the flag? Everybody knows capture the flag. Right? Uh-huh. Like, um, we we the version of it at Deerwood was called Farmers, Indians, and Pioneers, and it went from dusk to dawn. Oh Lord! You, you play. You played over a field that was probably like the mountaineers were in the mountains, <laughs> and it was probably like seven acres worth. And you put on like eye black and like you know camouflage. The pioneers and, drove Conestoga wagons over sixty miles to try and start yeah. a new homestead. Yeah, and and the Indians lived in the, like, the slums of Calcutta. They got that screwed up. They got that one wrong. But no, it was it, so. And they had like a, he, he was like the presidential fitness test sucks. So they had their own version and had 18 events. And that one of the events was the short hurdles. That was like a 400 meter hurdle. Then there was just straight up a steeplechase, like a two mile steeplechase. And I was very good at that sort of stuff. Like I wasn't strong, but I could do any like endurance stuff. I was a very like good long distance runner as a kid. And so I was like, you know, pretty good at all that stuff and enjoyed it. I mean, we fought with like, they would give you, um, sticks with uh uh like uh i don't know they were called like pillow polo if you ever saw those things like they would okay like it's like yeah. a lightsaber with, but with pillows on yeah the, on the like chairs. american gladiators uh american gladiators would knock each yeah. other off of podiums with that that's right that's yeah right. and this all predated american gladiators i believe this and, sounds and like it get, predates laws this sounds like yeah. this is the action park of of camps yeah it was insanity and so Deerwood, um, they, they, so it, it, and I have told you this, I think, and I apologize if I've said this on the podcast, but, um, that, that's where I went for three weeks and I took three shits oh, and two yeah. of them were on the yeah. same day. And I, and so stop me if you've heard this before, because that means everybody else has, but, uh, so one of the times that I went to take the shit because, and the reason, and I, you know, I was. I didn't like it was there were no doors on the, on the freaking stalls. So you just went into this thing and just sat there and anybody could like walk in and watch you. I mean, it was horrific. And, and so, um, so we were all watching a movie and it was, it was Indiana Jones. Uh, too. so, you know, to bring it all back. Oh, I know what part you yeah, I know what part you were watching. Yeah. So, so, uh, we're watching Indiana Jones two, And, um, I sneak out to finally go to the bathroom. Right, okay. everyone's occupied. Like sure. So I get down there and I go to the bathroom for, I mean, an unhealthy amount of time, probably like thirty-five minutes, right? Because I've been, it's, I've been because you back. haven't gone for an unhealthy amount of time at yeah, this point. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so then I, I go back, and earlier in the earlier in the thing, I'm, I'm not aware. I learned this later, but while I was out at the bathroom, they stopped the movie. And the counselors come in and they're like, look, nothing to be worried about. Let's just be very clear. Nothing to be worried about. But some prisoners have escaped. Oh, no. A, come on. Uh, near, nearby prison. But there's no reason they would drive south. Like, we're oh, only three miles my. away from the prison. 
God, it, it, come you would, on. You would definitely drive north and not south. And so don't worry about it, but we're required to tell you and blah, blah, blah. So then we're, we're all watching the movie. I don't know that that's happening. And we're like deep into the movie now. And uh, have I told you this before? No. No. <laughs> I got you. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no. So we're sitting in there and all of a sudden the door busts open, bursts open. And we get the whole camp in there, all these kids. And there's two guys with hockey masks no. and live chainsaws. Roar, roar, <laughs> and the kids panic, complete panic. And then the and then the guys like pull their their hockey mask off, and they're the counselors, and they're laughing. You know, uh, meanwhile, like wh- who who was controlling that chaos? Like what? They, I mean, like, thank God you had emptied the wagon of five days of of pent up uh, fecal matter, or or yeah. that would have. That would have rained down in a different way. Yeah. Oh my lord. The other thought I've had is, what would happen if just some kid panicked and ran? Like, I you don't know what. Like, people are going to behave oddly in the face of something like that. Some kid could have a hero complex and throw himself towards the chainsaws. You know, he could have like, it's my job to sacrifice myself. You know, real. Yeah. Oh, that being Lord. said, that's the one I'm <laughs> least afraid of because that makes a lot of sense to me that people would be out in the woods okay. chopping down trees. Maybe it's happening at night. I'm not that worried about hearing five chainsaws. Um, even though it is creepy as hell, I I, I don't want to cheat just to, because it's creepy. I'm going to say the, the children singing okay. is number four because at the end of the day, I'm not that afraid of children singing. Wait, no, no, no. That's three. Okay. Five, five is five is the wolves. Oh, okay. Because look, they, those wolves aren't going to come bothering me. Okay. So I'm okay with the wolves. Four is a chainsaw. Three are the, the children. That's just very odd, and I'm worried that there's a cult or something. I mean, sure. it's, it's just like when things are not where they're supposed to be, that's scarier to me, right? Because we have chainsaws, wolves. They're supposed to be in the woods. Yeah. Why are children in the middle of the night? I don't like it. The the uh, the uh, the sound of children singing is my proof that context is everything. You're walking by. You're walking by a school. It's like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. You're walking in the woods uh, uh, all by yourself. It's like there, there are, as far as we know, only two things creepier than than that. You know, like right. it's all context. Um, then it's going to be the low whispers. I'm just okay. very nervous about the low whispers. Sure. Why are they whispering? Like, what are they worried about? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, me most likely. So I don't, I don't, I don't. That's very scary. And then five guns, cocky. I, I, you know, why Why are the guns? I don't know. You know, late night target practice, you know, target practice in the dark, you know, just to make it more more challenging, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that just <laughs> seems very odd. And if they're close enough that I can hear them cocking, like, no, no. no yeah, I hear you. Okay, so we're back to the beginning. Hit me, buddy. I forget. I forget what it was. I, uh, I yes. actually. Here's the situation. You're playing Fast Fives. Fast Fives. You can only have five oh, of yeah. these things for the rest of your life. This is one you know, we both enjoyed. Like, we both had a version of this where you did with the pen yep. where you can only have four beverages the rest of your life. But we're going to talk about five things you can have the rest of your life. All right. Uh, but it's just it's just fast, you know, off the top of your head. You okay. Know, like a little bit. But uh, uh, give me. Yes. Uh, you can only travel to five states the rest of your life. What are the five states that you're uh, that you're going to include? Massachusetts, Louisiana, South Carolina, 
Uh, Rhode Island and. Uh, you better put Illinois in there, my man. Do I have to? Tomorrow. I have to put the, then. Then I'll move tomorrow. Oregon. Oh, you're out. So if if I said you can only go to five states the rest of your life, you're moving tomorrow. I I would I would have already I would have moved years ago. Uh, if if I if I had my druthers. All right. Uh, you can only watch five sports. What are the five sports you're watching? Baseball, football. Basketball, hockey, mm, golf. I like to nap on Sundays. All right. Uh, you can only read five genres of literature. What are your literature genres the rest of your life? Um, uh, science fiction and fantasy, two different? Yes. Those, those, those two. Um, I don't know how to say just modern, uh, or uh, I'll say like murder, murder suspense. Um, okay. Spy and um, uh, like non uh, non fiction uh, non fiction about like uh, uh, more about like court trials than um, like climbing Mount Everest. So maybe real, okay. you know, something like that. All right, interesting. Uh, you can only have five pieces of furniture in your house. Ooh. That's it. Five total pieces of furniture. What are your five? Bed. TV, couch, uh, an- another chair, and a desk. No refrigerator. <laughs> Screw it, man. You know? Hey, it's a massive oversight, but now I'm without it. So, you know, that's why it's the Fast Five. That's why it's the Fast Five. That's it's the Fast Five. Uh, you can only have five sauces the rest of your life on your food. What are your five sauces? Mm, spaghetti. That condiments. Okay. That includes condiments? Yeah, well, not all. Like, it okay. wouldn't include onions, but it would include ketchup. Okay. Um, ketchup, spaghetti sauce, um, some sort of brown gravy, uh, maybe like oh. melted melted butter. Do I have to include that if I want? No, I'll let you. I'll let you have that even. Okay. Then like uh, a light Caesar dressing, oh. and um. Oh, 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 uh, teriyaki? I would have forgotten gravy and been really upset with myself later. <laughs> mm. I don't love it, but, like, if I only have it, then I think it'd be a good moistener for a lot of stuff. And I'm not a mayonnaise guy, so. And, finally, you have to be in a, uh, coma or whatever for seven months out of sure. every year. What are the five months you're, you, that you get to experience the rest of your life? This point in my life, January, February. Oh, I'm sorry, the seven I get to experience? The five the five you get to. The five I get to. Okay. Then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna grab every bit of the summer, June, July, August, September, and I'll conk out until December. Bring me back. Nice, good. I like that. I would, I would just shift it one, one back. I think, but I would, I would uh, keep you, December in there. You get you, May. You, you get May in. You shift it back that way, or shift it later. No, I, in... I, I want October. I want oh, okay. September, August, September, October. Maybe I, I might do like May, August, September, October. Maybe June, August, September, October, December. Something yeah. Like that. I become. Uh, I guess I scared, was a you fan. Scared of... me when you started with January. I was like, what? Oh yeah, no, I was taking that off the board, and that might just be Chicago. If it was a different. 
you know, like who knows if that isn't a one, you know, a wonderfully mild time if you were down south, you know, if I end up down south or something like that. Okay. But no, still not great. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I guess that's it. That's that's our program. So let's thank Nate. Let's thank uh, Julie and Emily. If you need us, we're at Here's the Situation Podcast at Gmail. Um, I think that did I forget something, Rush? No. I got you to say it. Yes. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> Who's the chump now? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>